Dream. Requiem uh, for the Dream, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> ass to ass, Jennifer Connelly, but not Labyrinth, David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly. She's also They're in... the same fucking person. I know, so why would you ask the same fucking question? When any of you talk superhero movie, that's like it's just flying. fucking bad libs. Just draxing the right body over your head. of Doomsday and so the sperm of a monkey standing <laughs> next to him. Welcome into Film Tank the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new Spider-Man movie, which is Spider-Man Homecoming, starring Tom Holland. If you would like to get in touch with Film Tank, you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Film Tank Show. And you can listen to all of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com, or on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, and myself, Alex Diekman. Hey there, everybody, and welcome into episode 119 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, joined, as always, by Nick Cheney and Toussaint Egan. Yay, yay, yay! So white. Thank you. That was actually Toussaint. It's amazing. Like I, I didn't even say anything. I just wanted to let him have that one. Mm-hmm. Like let, but no, you had to like lob it on me. That's fine. Yeah. That's bullshit. Hi. So that is Tucson again, actually. Hi. Believe yeah, it or not, that's me. Yeah. Our friend is back for the. Uh, Our friend is back. I know. For, for the, is this six? Who is that? I don't know. Maybe. I don't. It's so. We'll it's, go. Wait, uh, Batman. Uh, you out of villains. Villains mm-hmm. born. First girl I loved, and then. Uh, Matrix? Matrix. Now yeah. it is. Matrix. Yeah. Like seven. Yeah. Seven. I, might, seven. I might be getting into like a serious percentage. Oh, yeah. You are yeah, in the like... Hall of Fame <laughs> of Film Tank so guests. Good. You've been on almost more episodes than Kenny, so this is exciting. Oh, oh you're getting there. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, boy, Kenny. I think he was on the first, what, like 30? 20 something? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like 24, 25, yeah. 26, 27, yeah. 28. Anyways. Anyway. Very excited that Brian can, uh, can rejoin us. Always thrilled. Summertime. Yeah. Yes. And we're talking about the uh the Spider Man film that came out, which is the third franchise that has had a Spider Man film in ten years? Was Spider Man right. three ten years ago? Or was it a little more than that? Ooh. Yeah, boy, that's close. It was two thousand seven. Okay. So it's close. It's close. So we had Hold Toby on. McGuire. When did Signal Fire by Snow Patrol come out? I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, well, that's a good that's, way of linking it. That's how you can it. figure yeah. it out. That, um, that's not how not we... look up Spider-Man 3 on the internet, but when did the single <laughs> uh, more circuitous Signal Fire? Yes. Well, that's how Nick, that's how Nick rolls. So. That's right. Yeah. And then we had all those. Well, it was only all two. Those. It was only two. It was 2007, by yeah. the way. It was only two, yeah, but it felt right. like it went on forever, which was the... Uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Oh, films. I was going to say the Dave DeHaan, Jamie Foxx saga. I had a really interesting conversation earlier today about oh, good for you, just man. the just the entire phenomena of contemporary superhero films, and someone was asking, "Is like, you know, why are they so like, why are they so clued into like what it, what people want right now? Like, why are people going to them so much?" And I think that part of the reason why is like one of the one of the reasons that we sort of all like 
honed in on in our conversation was that everybody looks to uh, Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man as sort of like the beginning of this recent wave, if not of if no, if not of if not of cinematic universes per se, but at least of like modern incarnations of like superhero spectacle films that people like go to and stuff, right? And it also it, it, it's worth noting for the fact that that film came out Howard the Duck came out, came out w- one year 15 shut years shut the fuck before. up about Howard the Duck god anyway that <laughs> film came out one year ever say that after again. 9/11 yeah there was a specific scene that was taken out of Sam Raimi's yeah. thing where he was yeah. he, he tried to make a hammock in between the I, two I got twin towers to say about 9/11 <laughs> So 9-11 happened. Please don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> no, this is, just hold on, though. Okay. You're touching on something important here. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. that happened, and then the Spider-Man trailer came out, and then they had to re-edit the mm-hmm. trailer because there's the, you know, uh, very, even as, like, this is a moment that got deleted from a trailer, so that's how still resonant the image is right. of Spider-Man between the Twin Towers with his sling and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay. For some weird reason, but in the mythos of Hollywood, I feel like if this character has that image kind of in its history, maybe you shouldn't show a plane crashing into the New York skyline at one point in this movie, because that's all I can think about. It's out of people's minds. I don't know that it's out of I, people's I th- minds. I think it's that your mind, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, oh, like, it's, it's, not, it's not what I'm They're... trying to say that it's out of people's minds. I'm saying that that sort of sets a precedent that is sort of echoed across multiple other superhero films, especially in the case of like films like Man of Steel and Batman v yeah, Superman, which, which, which fetishize which fetishize the destruction of cities and mass like hey, there was nobody on that island and mass death. That's what I'm talking about. They have to feel the need in order to 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 preface that because no, they know they what feel, that is. They don't feel the need. That was them. That was the that was the reaction. Fucking throwing the middle finger at the internet. That's what that was. Well, I missed it. Was I missed the reference? What's this? Dude? Oh, it was in Batman vs Superman. Uh, because after Man of Steel, where he terrorizes the entire city. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it the the body of Doomsday? Probably lands on. An You're I- like when you any of you talk superhero movie. That's like it's I'm just flying. Fucking bad libs. Just draxing the right body over your head. of Doomsday and so the sperm of a monkey standing next to him. <laughs> so Whoa. I believe it's, and I could be wrong. The body of Doomsday flies down from space. <laughs> this is getting so nerdy, uh, and lands on an island, almost like a bomb landing, and it just explodes. And everybody in this command center is watching it. And then this one guy just stands up out of nowhere and goes, "It's okay. It's uninhabited." Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's sort of what we're talking about. But what I <laughs> I, I don't that, I don't want to get too lost in the weeds on this because we have a whole film in order to talk about. But the whole reason why I brought that up is that I think that the the whole fruit of that conversation and what I took away from it is that the reason why superhero films are so specifically clued into like what we um, like what popular audiences go to nowadays it's because it has been with us. For, for a lot of the generation who was growing up, a lot of that's targeted at, like, kids and teenagers, mm. it began at the beginning of an era which was 9-11. And afterwards, like, there, there, are kids, there are kids who have never known a world where the Twin Towers were – existed. They, mm-hmm. that, 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 that's the case now. There are 16-year-old, 17-year-old kids now that have never, never known a world with 
What are you laughing about, Nicholas? I, just, the problem is now I have a mental image of Michael Keaton at the 9-11 Memorial uh, Tower going, Everything we built! Okay. Thanks. But Thanks. we're really just crossing. This, this, is, yeah, like, this is the whole I thing because it's it, we're, because we're superhero films now? are all oh, about the great. fetishization of mass destruction. Where that even where even now we we go to fucking Auschwitz and then have like a superhero who transforms it into this giant fucking sphere of doom. What the fuck? And it's like that. Okay. Anyway, let's but, let's I mean, go like, back to Hong Kong. Let, let me go back to like just oh. one one point that you were making though is like okay. So if I were to go, uh, you know, I don't know Carl Jung on this, you know, with the uh, archetypal part of why it's specifically Spider Man, which is, you know, it, it's a teenager. We're all lost, and he is. And we go back to the you know the the hero's journey. This is one where like he wasn't asking to be a hero. That he was bit by a spider. He reluctantly becomes this hero, and all of that. It's like that that that's something in like most. Not everyone's extroverts. We're probably mostly everyone's introverts. It takes a lot for people to go out. And now he is now thrust in. He's in, and and it, it provides a type of power and a fantasy where. And if we go back to the fetishization, like that is a type of. I think that's why maybe Spider-Man more so than Batman. I mean, it's, so I mean, it's almost as else, if you, like, you have to go out you, into the world and relate this this new sort of information and this new sort of responsibility instead of just retreating behind inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Homecoming. I will say really quickly when yeah. you talk about this generations and um, superheroes – as a as a person who was a little kid when uh, the Tim Burton Batman films came out, mm-hmm. just remembering how enormous those were and how um, how much they were really felt like the only superhero movies at that time. Right. Even though there were the Superman Howard films. The Get the fuck out of here. Even though there will, were the Christopher Reeve Superman oh, films. No more Mr. Nice Duck. Anyways, you know, you had the the Batman films, the first one specifically mm-hmm. with Jack Nicholson and how right. huge it was. And as a kid, remembering how that original Batman symbol was everywhere, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. T-shirts, buildings, that kind of thing. And I felt like that was really where, in my opinion at least, this whole infatuation with the superhero genre started, but it really couldn't pick up in its current form until computer-generated imagery caught up around when the first Spider-Man came after, out. After, after, maybe, after Spider-Man came out, Batman was allowed to have its second yeah. wind after after yeah, the abysmal Batman. Over X- Shut. Yeah, no, Nick, you're right. No, I'm just no saying. you're right. X-Men, yeah. I Batman think, gave more of the green light the for thing, Spider-Man to be made. And I think X-Men, specifically because it was centered around multiple superheroes, showed studios that audiences don't like Batman. They like superheroes in all shapes. and fo- I, I really do think True. It, and that was the True. push. And then yeah. they're like, even though I like X-Men more than I like pretty much all these other ones, but then they're like, oh, let's just do it better and we'll find another one, you know, more. And that's where I think Spider-Man with Sam Raimi, um, certainly, not to say that Sam Raimi was directly influenced by X-Men, but I, I don't think we would get the, uh, the cinematic universe without the... I don't know, just the varied cast of and the X-Men I think we, we may have talked about this before, but like there was so how many years was it between 
uh, Man and Robin and X Men. Well, it was like, what? It was ninety eight. Yeah, and like Batman so... and Batman Begins was oh five. So seven. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, oh, I'm no, no, he's X-Men. talking X-Men. Oh, X-Men. So, so, yeah. so we're looking at, like, maybe... And that's, like, like that's, two it, it's two years. That, you probably would have greenlit it right after the war. Right, I mean, so you think about it, like, so, like, that is... That might as well be a whole geological era, you know, like, in terms of in what Hollywood is. But going back to Alex's point, I think you're right. I think it, it became a point where, yes, there, they they had this script where people cared about this and they, they took a chance, but I think it was just the special effects. Like there, I mean, yeah. what you I saw, mean, yeah. the difference between what Batman and Robin was, which is, I, I watched it recently. It, I, you, you, you go into it thinking like, okay, how bad can it be? Oh, it's horrible. It is worse than you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then you, you then, but it. then you get, but then I think you're right. I think the special effects said like, we can do this, and I, th- I mean, it's just been gangbusters since, and yeah. so absolutely. And I mean, even even with the recent Marvel, because I just rewatched uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, which I enjoyed even more the third time. Wow, through. three times. Well, I, why do you wow. do this? To three yourself? times total Whoa. in the last two and a half That's years. That's three times too many. That's too many. Anywho, <laughs> you see a film like that, which uh, goes way all in on special effects to the point of it feels like a superhero film with characters that people enjoy using special effects that are similar that you would see in a Transformers film. Mm -hmm. And you could see where the whole package could be prettied up by the fact that you have a film that people actually want to see with these cool special effects that aren't on every single millimeter of the film the entire time. It also goes way in to... uh... To implicit sexism, or at least explicit sexism. So, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, thank you. Let's talk is about the film Spider-Man. we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, this is the 16th MCU film I've seen. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I think that's all of them, but I'm not positive. Left the safety on. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. You're gonna be like that one politician. <laughs> So this film, uh, whether you liked it or not, and show of hands, there's a wide range of opinion on this film from people who think it's shit to people who think it's great. I think it's okay. Thank you, Tucson. Um, no matter what you feel about it. That is the most Tucson. I know. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you feel about it. Um, Knowing how this film came about and watching certain parts of this film, there's no doubt that this whole thing was thrown together in a very short amount of time. Um, Okay, we'll get to that, more of that. Anyways, this film uh, stars the new Spider-Man, which is Tom Holland, and also features uh, Michael Keaton playing the first appearance of the character Vulture, who's one of the many characters apparently in the villain Spider-Man yes. universe. Okay. He was supposed to be the villain of the fourth Sam Raimi like Spider-Man film before that got shit canned. Yeah. Anyways, also appearing here Topher Grace. Are Robert Downey Jr., uh Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Zen Zendaya. 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 Thank you. Uh, Donald Glover, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, Tony Revol... Revol... Revoloria. From uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which is very interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, and some other people who are interesting appearances in very small roles as well. Pepper in- Potts! Including, well, I was going to say, including 
uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jennifer Connelly as the voice of Karen. Mm. Also, Karen! Um, uh, Logan Marshall Green, who people may remember from Prometheus. Wait. But he looks, in this film, at least to me, shockingly like uh, the guy who was in Ant-Man, the vil- who was the villain in Ant-Man. And at first Corey I was like... Stoll? Yeah. He was who also... Was he in this movie? Logan he wasn't Marshall. in it. No, first Logan shocker. Marshall Green. First he shocker. was... Uh, the first, first shocker, shocker who died. The first one. Yeah. He, he was also the main character of The Invitation, which is a good yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. But, yes, I've been evangelizing about that movie for... Yeah, my girlfriend just watched. She likes yeah, it a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's excellent. So yeah. anyways, this version of Spider-Man, which um, for sure is not an origin story... When really you say this version all. of Spider-Man, well, we're on how f- can you tell the difference? Third I mean, Shut the fuck up, Nick. Anyway, continue. Anywho, uh, this centers around Peter Parker Same. with the help of his mentor, Tony Stark. Uh, he tries to balance his life as an ordinary high school student in New York City while at the same time fighting crime as his superhero alter ego, Spider-Man, when a new threat emerges. IMDb coming through in the clutch. Wow, yeah, they get. you could use that to describe <laughs> any one of the last like sixteen. <laughs> Sp- no Spider-Man films. Like it's just... so. Just... Okay. So, Toussaint uh, was really the driving force to do this episode because I actually did not even care about this film to be told. Totally I just wanted with you. to give it a chance. Okay, and I think you should start us off then. Okay, cool. Okay, go ahead. So I wasn't really necessarily entirely. Like, I was cognizant of this film, but I wasn't excited for it. It was just more of those... Look, here's here's the thing about superhero films, okay? As much as we talk about them and as much as we just unpacked the sociology and, and the, etym- the, the cultural etymology of the superhero genre and mythos as it exists in, like, a post-9-11 world, <laughs> we just had that little thing at the beginning of this. Sorry about that, Film Tank listeners. But anyway, um, as much as we talk about that, it, it's grown to a point now where unless I am actively excited for it like i've just sort of resigned myself to watching superhero films just because they are so ingrained into the the pop cultural cycle of 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 entertainment and none, fandom none of the three of us myself yuju san and nick cared at all about dr strange and we went and saw it the first day it was in the theater i know <laughs> okay so i know here's here's, Domamu! here's the other okay Domama! So imagine you guys didn't have a podcast I just I know it's scary. So if you guys if you guys you didn't do this every <laughs> So if you guys didn't do this and I mean would you have what would have compelled Probably you to, not. I mean you would have seen it eventually when it shows up on Netflix. So and, here's yeah. what we I'll would say. only but watch like, the films that we really really so like. So so what question is like what drives like other people to then go see this is it because if I don't I won't be part of the conversation, and I need to at least have I, that grip on the nuances of the ex- ever expanding MCU. I can answer this as um, as a small cog in the um, the the content industrial complex. Yes. Um, Come on, buddy, you're a big cog. Oh well, <laughs> meow. <laughs> Oh, and then the the half wink. Oh, it's so good. What? As as a as a as a, <laughs> as a small part of the content industrial complex, I understand it as being well. I have to be part of the discourse. Mm-hmm. I have to be part of the conversation because what if I'm not part of the conversation and I can't like somehow contribute to it in that way? I feel like this. 
you don't have to be part of every single conversation, but so long as we are a a generalist movie podcast, we are going to cover films that we feel like our listeners would be interested in hearing more about. Good luck, Miss Whitecock. And films that otherwise they wouldn't be introduced to, such as what Nick just talked about. Can't even say the name. In order to (laughs) sort of like have more of a a, a broader grasp of the continuum of cinema. It's interesting. I was was listening to a a TED hour uh, about the spreading of ideas and all that stuff. And there was – I'm trying to remember the guy's name. And he was talking about – Pinkler. No, it wasn't Pinker. It was um, – I'll get to it in a second. Guy, uh, well, it'll come back to me in a second. But anyway, mm. you're saying like the, 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 the way in which movies now are made to the extent that – okay, we make the movie. But the next part that they do is like, don't you know that there's going to be a whole second market of BuzzFeed articles featuring Easter eggs? So now all of a sudden I'm going to send that content to Nick and now we're closer – to the content because we've had Speak for this. yourself, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like now, all of a sudden, like I've given you this type of reciprocal information that draws us closer to the content. But, and there's no doubt that that is part of and, the design and, that keeps everyone part of driving this conversation. It's brilliant. I speak as somebody who is sort of a part of that, but I don't write those kinds of articles just because. I won't debase myself to doing that, yeah. and I'm not meaning that to say you to, don't do that to, to disparage yeah. my 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 colleagues who might do that. Hey, man, you got to get a paycheck. Just get the paycheck. Whatever. It's what it is. But um, can I can I just say something very snobby? What's up, man? Um, in response to why do I go see this movies separate from the podcast? Yeah. Um, I mostly go see the superhero movies and movies of the same ilk, so to speak. So that way, when certain friends and family members because they assume that I like movies ask me about my opinion of right. said movie I won't pretend like I don't go see fucking movies <laughs> because otherwise it'll be like oh well, what have you seen and then like oh I just saw well, there's this movie where this woman yeah. is giving a foot job under the table on, uh, on Christmas <laughs> those, those, are, really well. those are the films that Nick's actually interested in <laughs> that's right you know. so I mean it sounds and sometimes I like them sometimes I most of the time I don't foot job movies yes <laughs> No, L is a good movie, dude. L is a really fucking good movie, a, apart from the foot job, okay? What do you mean apart from? Because of. <laughs> Not be- God damn it, Nick. I'm trying to help you. Tucson Look was what right. I put up on our wall. Do I have any qualms about foot jobs? God damn it. I was going to say, Tucson is, is completely sidestepping the three separate rapes that happened in that film. Yeah. And going into the foot it's job. a really good movie. <laughs> The foot job is just... It's a really good movie. Sensual foot jobs are just a bridge too far for Tucson. Oh, my God. Why are you doing this? Why are you like Um, this? And the other thing I'll say... One more thing. No, no, this is the real answer. The (laughs) other half of the coin as to why I watch these movies, specifically the Marvel movies, let's say, Mm -hmm. Marvel is telling me, the audience, that these are one of the biggest undertakings of cinema. You know, Mm -hmm. this is a more than 16 plus film universe where they all connect together. And even if 16 films in, I call bullshit, I'm still going to probably watch it till the end, whatever that means. That's called the sunk loss fallacy. You've already Mm -hmm. put in so much time as it is that you have to see it through to the end. 
And that way I will have, because I'm never going to go back and watch these, mm-hmm. you know, like once it's over, that I don't know what cultural relevancy any of these films, aside from maybe two or three of them, will actually have. Um, but I'm going to ride this fucking wave until it crashes and I drown in it. I've already committed to having 12 nails uh, driven from my dick, and I've only gotten through six. I might as well finish this now. So you saw, why don't you like continue so... with your initial No, I want to hear more about hope. that. Yeah, you're going to put in yours, too. Hmm? You're going to put in your thing, too. What thing? About the foot job. Yeah. Yeah. What? Mm. I, I, saw you, I saw you bookmark my, my, my thing that I just did right now. <laughs> you're might, going to put in yours, too. I might too. not put in either of them. Ooh. Okay. And, and then what? We'll see. <laughs> Plot twist. If you put in mine, you have to put in... God damn it. If, if you put in my 911 uh-huh. clip, can you make me have like a squeaky voice like a chipmunk? That'd be funny. You already do, so oh, yeah. it's all good. All right. So, <laughs> so Spider-Man voice. Homecoming. So, yeah, about this Spider-Man film that's oh. for... Uh, what, what is it rated? PG-13 or something? It has to be. Just yeah. like well, every other a, one yeah. of these films. Yeah, they okay. can't even say the F word at the end, so you do the math. Um, They were just... I'm not going to... Fuck. I'm, whatever. Okay, what so, did you just say? Yeah, that was the F word. You, we only get we only get two fucks every every podcast. So everyone, every, <laughs> you just spent oh. them both. Yeah, I, I spent them both. So now I'm happy about that. Actually, no, I said I called Brian a motherfucker earlier. So well, we're technically done. you're getting fined by the FCC. Okay, whatever. Or the MPAA. All right. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't necessarily uh, looking forward to <laughs> Spider-Man: Homecoming. I was cognizant of it. I've already resigned myself to going to see it, and I saw it, and I actually found myself a little bit more. I, I I was pleasantly surprised by it, but not so much like I was like, oh, I'm surprised by this for being a, a Marvel film. But I like how it 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 doesn't feel entirely new, but it feels new in the context of the cinematic portrayal of Spider-Man. And that mm-hmm. I feel like they really doubled down on the slapstick. And I know that can be kind of grating for a couple of of, of, of viewers who are like, oh, this thing is just aping. Um, the same trends that are that are recurrent in like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like you know what if there is going to be one trend that that superhero films ape yeah I want them to be more fucking funny I don't want them to be somber and dark and like grim dark and just fucking depressive all the time I'd rather I'd rather a a joke being attempted and not landing than just being Martha why did you say her name <laughs> I don't need that shit anymore that was funny I, I mean that 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 has to be part of the I mean. I mean, that would be a deal breaker as, yeah. as, as Han Solo's I, directors were dispatched. I mean, like if you were to somehow yeah. go dark, there's no way that they would allow that to happen in the MCU. There's okay. Just, so no way I'm going to, I'm going to name off a list of when things. When DC goes low, we go high. Don't, sh- you, I swear to God. Okay. Um, I want to just name off the cons off the top of my, top of my head. Okay. All right. I mean the, the, the pros at the top of oh, my okay. head. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like the orchestral Spider-Man intro over the the Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, that just got me hyped. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm I remember that song. I've I've listened to that song many times while watching the cartoon. We've shown as a kid. you the Sony logo. We were gonna forget about that. Yeah. Now we're yeah. at Marvel. Yeah. Okay. I like the superhero film as a slapstick comedy. I originally wrote that as a comedy of errors, but then I realized it doesn't fit into that mold because a comedy of errors is about mistaken identity, and that's not what this fits into. If you like superheroes uh, movies as slapstick comedy, somebody needs to watch Howard the Duck. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thanks. Uh, Spider-Man's casting, uh, Tom Holland. I really liked him. I thought that his um, sort of nervous high school intonation, it, 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 it felt plausible. It felt relatable. I, who I kind of liked him, likened him to in some of his intonation and some of his, um, his, his, his performance, um, he kind of reminded me of Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future a little bit. Ah. 
Yeah, I can see and that. And I hate yeah. saying that. I hate yeah. putting that out into the you know, out into the, the universe because I do not want a remake or continuation of that at all. Don't get any fucking ideas about that. It was just an observation. Please do not do this. Um, I really liked um, Michael Keaton's casting as the Vulture. I liked um, – I, I thought one of – especially one of the scenes I really enjoyed was his creepy chauffeur – um, dialogue when he was taking Peter, Peter, and Liz and oh, Liz to the yeah. um, to the to the homecoming. And he's like, "Oh, yep. good old Spidey man!" And I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Since we're on the topic, if I can interject, really, don't okay, look at me like that, okay, this has relevance, okay. How did you feel about that specific reveal? Was that did it feel like oh they just went for the low hanging fruit? What where where oh he just happened to overhear their conversation? No, no, that he happened no, to be her father. He answered the door. And yeah, the movie pretends like that's not the case. I can't believe I didn't see it coming. No, I and that's the part. I was like, like I saw that. Way. I was like, yeah. holy shit! Yeah. Okay, so why you, didn't I see this? So so you actually felt like it was done well, then, right? It, I mean, it, it caught me off guard. Maybe okay. I, I wasn't clued into it the whole time, but and like, it, and it didn't feel tired to you at all. No, because I didn't have one I didn't, feeling one. I didn't, I didn't feel that way at all. I um, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed um, the Vulture's costume design. That whole jacket, along with like the artificial um, wings and stuff, I mm-hmm. thought that was cool. I, I, it reminded me a lot of um, Doctor Octopus from from Sam Raimi's uh, Spider Man Two, which is one of my favorite Spider Man films. With one of my favorite Spider-Man sequences, and there was a scene in here that kind of reminded me of that, but it was Even nowhere near someone close. Someone who does not really love the Spider-Man universe, mm-hmm. other than um, other than Heath Ledger's Joker, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the top of the mountain for what superhero film villains. Doctor Octopus, yes, yeah, in Spider-Man too. Yeah, he was great. I liked yeah. him. Um, I liked the. Occasional use of licensed music. I'm really more honing into like the ending song. I thought that was, I I I, I thought it kind of like played into like the whole like teen like mm-hmm. rebellion thing. Just like being a teen. Like it's it's. I like that. Um, uh, how about the 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 uh, after credits scene was like probably some of the best I was, trolling you'll ever see. I right? actually wasn't able to like listen to that because they turned the sound off and I waited in order <sighs> to see and and I just walked out because I was just yeah. fucking pissed off about yeah. that. Why even wait? Um, Zendaya as uh. As Michelle, I really liked her character. I'm looking forward to seeing where that character goes. Whether or not is who is telegraphed to be as, as who it is, I don't really care. I liked I liked the actress herself. I thought she was great. And the last positive I have to like circle back through my cons in order to get there, okay? The cons of what I didn't like at the beginning is the whole pretense of the vulture and his gang. Okay, so you're telling me these are fucking construction workers, and over the course of eight years, they become international arms dealers, okay? That kind of stretched my... As 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 much shit has gone on in in this universe, and, and have Reed Richards like understanding of alien technology. Who yeah, yeah, the I mean, fuck is that dude who made the vacuum seal? Why is he working picking up trash? Right. Um, the casting for Flash, um, from the the guy from from Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm sorry, that to me does not read as 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 Flash at all. Flash is supposed to be flashy. Flash is supposed to be a fucking jock. He's supposed to be the. He's supposed to be white, right? Well, yeah, he's also supposed to be white too. But I was, I'm, I'm joking. Here. Yeah, but thank uh, you. What, whatever. Uh, what, 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 I'm, what I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is, I guess I can see where where they're going with this because they are 
they're taking so many different liberties with the Spider-Man mythos as it's already been established and stuff, and they decide why not one we more. Right, Spider-Man. This this one this one just doesn't really um, really gel with me. Another thing uh, that kind of goes off of what Nick was talking about. There's been this sort of like silent campaign to try to get Donald Glover to play as Spider-Man in one of these, and that also led to the creation of Miles, who is a Black Spider-Man, mm. who has yet to be portrayed in a live-action film, but is actually going to be voiced by Donald Glover in animated thing that either has come out or is going to come out. I don't know. I haven't been clued into that, but I'll check it out whenever whenever I can actually get my hands on it. But they decided to cast Donald Glover in this knowing that he had already been like vetted as the favor to be as that. He's too old for the role, obviously. But what they gave him is they cast him as a street thug who is trying to buy guns off of uh, Vulture's Gang, which pissed me off so very, 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 very much. I was not happy with that at all. I liked his I liked, character. Literally, has a moral objection to alien guns on the street. I, look, look, I want to go back. To, I want to go back to that. I want <laughs> to go. I want to know. God damn it! Let me finish. Okay. Oh, so, so literally, that's yeah. that's literally the one pro I had to that entire situation, which was when he is ha- has his hand like glued to the the trunk, and he's talking about. I was like, hey man, I was like, I wasn't looking to get those guns or whatever. I was just trying to protect myself or whatever. I don't want those in the neighborhood. I've got a cousin who lives here. and Who happens to be Miles Morales. Who happens to be Miles Morales. And I was just like, okay, okay, you gave me something. I shouldn't be happy with this, but I'm just happy with anything. What's interesting is your critique of that is that um, it's so meta, right? Which is that you know because you have all this background of knowing the of the Miles Morales, the Donald Glover potential casting mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Now, um, and I, I know of that too, you know, and so, right. cause I mean, but like anyone else, if they went, they're like, oh, that's the guy from Atlanta. Like I've seen, he's a stand-up comedian. Like, they that's the guy from community yeah, like, of, of a people of a certain age. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, like that's that, the guy that, from where, Magic where Mike you're, double XL. The sting that you yeah. have of that, <laughs> the sting of that Sorry. is enriched only because of your uh, reading of the, you know, the, the casting calls and all that stuff. Yeah. But the fact that he was, or he was, Primed by the public to become Spider-Man. Nothing but a product of BuzzFeed articles. Oh, that might be true. I can't. I can't really. Um, I can't really fuck with that. That argument. Casting announcements are like the new trailers. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, though they're in some ways bigger. Like when you come to. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I. Um, I mean, I get excited for casts when they they come out when it's attached to a project from a director that I really like. Um, and then when so where does Tom Holland rank in the, the you know Tobey Maguire Spider Man Andrew Garfield Spider Man Homer Simpson Spider Pig and Tom Holland Spider Man I um I don't have a ranking actually I I, I like to I mean tr- I I like to try to take each of these incarnations on their own as to a merit of what they they're sort of like doing with that character just because I feel like the reason why Spider Man is so persistent and why he can even be rebooted. In, in three different universes across, like... Money! Uh, um, not even just for money, but why why people go to those films is because I feel like Spider-Man... What is What was true for Spider-Man when he was first created, like, however so many years ago, like, maybe, like, 50 years ago, I feel like it's still true to... is still true to this time. And I think that's because he's just... He's just a kid who's trying to like work through it. He doesn't. He's he's not born with these these powers. He was born 
in 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 what essentially mo- an orphan. He was he was born essentially an orphan. He was born essentially like a really gifted, not recluse, but sort of a pariah by by the fact of of just his own awkwardness of him mm. just being just being a nerd, just being just being who who he is. And then he comes into these like these powers, and he and it's sort of like him growing into himself as a person and he could very well flaunt these powers he doesn't have to be a a vigilante he could very well have just used these to 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 just fuck with his bullies and to get with any girl that he wants to isn't that pretty much every superhero in marvel other than thor he could he could do that yeah yeah what (laughs) yeah well, actually, but he's a nerd. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure that Tony Stark like already had a lot going for him before he became Iron Man. Yeah, but in terms of, of let's just talk about your ta- your statement about Spider Man. Like, let's talk about them as superheroes. Like, obviously, Steve Rogers wasn't doing much before he got his injections and became Captain America. Tony Stark was an arms dealer before he became the Iron difference Man. between Spider-Man and Captain America is that Spider-Man is not necessarily a paragon of virtue, but mer- but more of a symbol of of strength through fallibility. He makes mistakes, he fucks up, but he still tries to do the right thing. That's not like that's not like Captain America. Captain America is he he he's the closest thing that the Marvel universe has to Superman in that he is a, a he's not just the character himself. He's, he's got sort a lot of, of signifiers propping he's, him up. He's yeah. he's got yeah. signifiers propping he him up. He always believes Spider-Man, he's right. Spider well, Spider Man does not have have those sorts of ideas that are propping up. He's just he's just I mean, there is a problem too dropped. though. He's just is... a kid trying to do right by his uncle. Is is the problem though? What is, uncle? Is that there's a? I was just gonna say that. Is that there's his a, uncle's not in this one because it's already been no told so much. There's no uncle in this continuity. That's not clearly Aunt May never settled down. God damn it! I'm just Tony Stank. I'm not going to do this. This right was now. actually the best yes. use of Stanley. I actually think so, which too. I never thought I would say. Nothing could be worse if, than the FedEx delivery. I'll just say this: <laughs> if one of the best parts of an MCU movie <laughs> is the use of Stanley, it did not work for me. But I, mean, I think maybe part of it is I, I wrote the, scroll this down in my my notes was that is that they have this uh, um, now now we have a commitment which is going to be like so we're going to agree that Peter Parker is we're never going to see the grown man Peter Parker at this point so we are now handcuffed to a reboot in two more films because it's got to be like because you could stretch out you know Tony Stark look I mean by the time. Uh, um, he's done. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is done playing this. That's going to be what do you think? Fifteen plus years of being potentially It'll probably be sixty. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really close. Like that's yeah. a good long. That's a that's a run. Uh, but he can he can do that. Whereas Spider Man, this is going to have to be something where they're going to the 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 nature of the reboot is just going to have to be right. unless they're going to like side step someone in. Forever young, he's going to be <laughs> forever, forever young. You can't have somebody who's the age of Keanu Reeves when he played Neo out there playing Spider Man. No. Not what? unless you were going for a Logan esque sort of Spider Man, of which I really would like and that. Logan's if- not even supposed to age. Yeah, what? Well, was a joke. Okay. Yeah, I don't know enough about the uh, mutants diminishing Ooh, of... Oh, uh, boy. We've, yeah. we've, we're we're going to get way Okay, off okay. Sure. I'm done yeah. with my turn. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Go, Brian. Uh, okay, so... Um, 
I would go back to like things that I liked about this movie versus the things that I thought meh. I'll start with the meh. I don't know, and maybe you know, this is maybe tilted by one of the reviews I read too. Um, but I don't know that there were any like really great, just just photographed scenes in this. Like, oh, that was really fantastic, right? So I, I don't know that anything. And this really was following me. Guardians Volume Two, which is for my money the best looking. Uh, Marvel film ever made. Yeah, and and and, w- and I remember just coming back to Guardians. Uh, I was watching the uh, New York Times has this um, uh, series called um, uh, Behind the Scene or something like that, where the director says, "Okay, this is what I was thinking," and they they walk you through it. And he's like, "Oh, the scene when Nebula is hunting down Gamora." Uh, no, Gamora. Is that her yeah. name? Okay, yeah. right. Uh, Gamora, uh, and uh, he's like, "I, I just." I really love that scene from North by Northwest, and that's what I wanted to go with. It. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Like, you know, yeah. like, you, you, there's there's like a there's a there's oh, a there's layer. a DNA yeah, exactly. in, the, in yeah. the visuals uh, in James Gunn's films. Well, and too, uh, if you want to just talk specifically about action sequences, which got a little out of hand with the the use of uh, the cameras that they used in Civil War, but you had for pretty much everybody's money one of the greatest action sequences in superhero film history and the airport scene in that and here like every one of these action sequences for me was as replaceable as the one that came before it yeah yeah i mean so i wouldn't say that there there was anything that said like that was the plane the plane scene was interesting i mean i thought like towards the end like that i thought that was that was well done but in terms of like anything i was like well that was something that felt fresh i you know i mean the idea that he had to, you know, was it Spider-Man Two when he had to uh, keep the uh, uh, the train from going off the rails? And like you saw that from the commercial, like oh, they're going, they're going there again. Yeah, the, so, the fairy yeah. seemed like people who wrote this had never seen the right. previous, but uh, not because it yeah, looked like they that? were ripping it off, <laughs> but they just didn't realize that there is like things have been done before, and I, that was just so yeah. weirdly uh, reminiscent of it. Uh, the parts that I like, uh, I, I I thought was curious was uh, the limitations of Spider-Man as a hero, which is like, Spider-Man can't do shit if he's in the suburbs. <laughs> so he's like running through yards, you know. No, like, they were. Can't, you know, I thought the, that was kind of like fresh. Like, like that, that was, that was a joke that. from the, uh, the Spider-Man cartoons because like you see him like. Navigating and, and shooting webs into the sky, and I was like, "What the yeah, fuck is he? he what the into? fuck is he hanging off of?" And you realize, "Oh, <laughs> he had that. He's not hanging off a of shit." Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just like I running. That was pretty, he's just running. He's I love like, that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of fun. You know, yeah. it, I thought that was good. Um, you know, I, it felt like the the casting, you know, was really conscious of like being as as if it's going to be New York, then we're going to have a very diverse cast, and I thought that was to their. To their benefit, because, I mean, you hear these stories of, like, I mean, as a teacher, I, I, I know that there are, like, schools in New York where it's, like, there might be 20 different languages spoken in that one school. I mean, and that I, I might be lowballing it. So I thought that that was, like, I thought that was kind of cool, you know, the fact that it was, uh, and, and it didn't feel like it was overly forced. I mean, it felt, everything felt natural about the cast. It casting. felt like a high school. Yeah, it did, you know, and I thought that was, I thought that was. How about gonna... the, uh, how about the, even though it's a different kind of character, but we have the character of MJ as we find out mm-hmm. at the end, who is a, basically an introvert who is not 
popular, in fact, is the anti-popular mm-hmm. girl uh, who is not white. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, uh, don't you want to go oh, yeah, see the, the Washington Memorial? Up. Actually, I, I'd rather not like <laughs> pay tribute to something that was made by slaves. I'm sure it wasn't made by slaves. Turns of the black guy, he's like. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh, great. The and other, yet the black people in this movie are a thug or a security guard. <laughs> yeah, the, I know. The other uh, moment in this film that got a uh, almost a belly laugh from me was uh, the gym teacher who's showing the video oh, yeah. of Captain Hannibal America. Burks. Uh, Hannibal yeah, Burks. Hannibal's I fucking great. love that dude. He's yeah, basically playing himself. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. whole... I'm pretty no, sure I'm not supposed way. to show this anymore because he's a war criminal, but, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it that, that. That, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that he paid somebody $500 to show up to the premiere to pretend to be him? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. didn't even look like him. Yeah, just I mean, like and it. I thought there. I mean, there's some parts that were funny. Like I, I took my son to go see it, and the scene when um, they're in the bathroom and the guy, just, you know, they're having this conversation. The toilet flushes, and there's that just, 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 and the, the pace of it just they kept on like just like. So that kid, off, this like, looks so suspect. Yeah, oh. what the fuck is this man in a suit oh, doing in the so show? Good, especially a man named Happy. <laughs> right. Totally right. Right. Uh, so I thought that was good. The other part, I was just putting in observations, and this would just be one of those things, which is, uh, right. um, you know, it's interesting how certain things kind of get kind of wedged in there. Like, hey, this is cool. This is wrong. And this is not me being conspiratorial at all. But, like, we have uh, we have uh, the usage of the type of, uh, of technology on his suit, which I'd be interesting to have you guys think about, which is, um, you know, one, you have uh, complete um, – I, I guess uh, acceptance of AI as the thing that's going to be in in many ways. What do they call it? The uh, what's the Ray Kurzweil uh, idea? singularity? Singularity, where you have the singularity of him in this suit. Thank you, Tucson, for the assist. Uh, and then uh, the drone technology, right? And the surveillance and all that stuff. Like those are some pretty like from a futurist standpoint, things that are ethically people are trying to work out right now. Not for this movie. Everything worked out really well, easy and well with that. I think uh, a part of that that in terms of that being acceptable Ultron. for. That was great too. That was another I thought yeah, cute little Easter egg of him when he's in the whatever the uh, the place that has all of the old. Tech. Oh, when he's trapped. Yeah, yeah. And he he's rifling through shit and he finds Ultron's helmet, which I thought was. Kind oh, of that's fun. what that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Ah, Anyways, um, wait. <laughs> He also finds Iron Man's helmet at one point, right? That's a different An old scene. Iron Man. That's yeah. inside okay, yeah. of... Um... So those are two different scenes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's no. inside of the, the plane. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. So, um... Oh, that was Michael Keaton. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, um... With him being pretty much now a creation of Tony Stark, and he's basically molding him to be just another version of Iron Man, really, because... The he wants pow- to be better. The powers he has in that suit, the new Spider-Man suit that's going to be revealed at the end when he may or may not become an Avenger, which we we'll, can get into that a Probably little bit later. Probably it'll be his Avenger suit. Spider-Man suit versus Iron Man suit is a, and forgive the phrase, but is a more grounded version. Mm-hmm. Literally and figuratively. But the, the idea of him having a, uh, an AI assistant, basically, mm-hmm. who, by the way, is a female mm-hmm. and just happens to be Paul Bettany, who voiced Jarvis's wife. Uh, told, good point. Jennifer Alice. Connelly? Yeah. Good point, Alice. Um, you mean Jennifer uh, Requiem yeah. for a Dream, Colin? Yeah. 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 Gen- Jennifer that's, La- that's Labyrinth quite a... Connelly? Yep. 
The no. Requiem for the Dream. Requiem uh, for the Dream, Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> ask to ask Jennifer Connelly, but not Labyrinth, David Bowie, Jennifer Connelly. She's also They're in, the same fucking person. I know, so why would you ask the same fucking question? <laughs> She's also in other films, by the way, like Blood Diamond and A Beautiful Mind. Was she in... Um, and uh, Little Children. Was she in yes. uh, Black Swan? No. no, no, that was somebody else. That was Winona Ryder. That was, was. Winona Ryder. Yeah, was. you are correct. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, it's a very interesting parallel to oh, we're just making this my creation and not similar to when Iron Man slash Tony Stark created Ultron and it completely just did away with everything involving Hank Pym and completely went over to being influenced by Tony Stark. Tony Stank made this in a cave <laughs> with scraps. It's actually a great line in the first film. Fix it. Specifically because it's delivered by Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. Man, that's back when he was actually a really rem- memorable character. <laughs> I wish. He was. Yeah. Jebediah Stain. Je- yeah. Stain. Yeah. Jebediah Stank. Je- Je- was it Stank? Jedediah or Jebediah? I think it was Jedediah. I think it was Jedediah. Jeb. Anyways, Zadaya's right, continue the, general thoughts so that way we can get those. Oh, this never good. happens on these superhero I'm just saying, episodes like, let's just hurry. With, with, with Brian. <laughs> I know, it's shocking. Uh, and I, I did have one of these like big yeah. you know, kind of prediction questions I yep. had written down as well. Uh, so what's going to happen first? Uh, will there be a Marvel bomb or a Star Wars bomb in the Disney uh, property universe? Wait, I'm looking at it. Star Wars bomb. I would say Marvel. Bomb? Well, well, let's see. I think that more Marvel films come out on yeah. average than Star Wars films. Yeah. Star Wars films are Playing by to... numbers, you, you've got to go Marvel. I mean, they already Play, got the Incredible Hulk. Playing by numbers, I mean, doesn't the Thor the Dark World count as a bomb? It doesn't. Ooh. A critical Thor, bomb? Thor the Dark World made over $100 million the first weekend. Fuck, you right. You can't count that as yeah. a bomb. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think... I still think Star Wars is way more. They might be too big to last fail. Especially Let, because they're only doing one a year so far. If let, they move into Marvel yeah, territory yeah, where they're maybe, doing three maybe. a year, yeah, I can definitely. Because that's one universe yeah. versus... Last Jedi is going to do a billion at the box office. And that's, Star, not, that's not a bomb. The reason why I said Star Wars first is because I feel like as long... Like, Star Wars has obviously been around longer in a cinematic capacity than the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though it's, that's been spaced out by a couple of decades, including with the the first trilogy and the second trilogy, the prequel trilogy, right? But I think that conceptually, conceptually, I think that the Star Wars universe has a lot less elasticity mm. than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that... Marvel has already proven that they can stretch pretty far when they're able to make a film about a talking raccoon yeah, and, right a, and a and a and a and a homicidal tree friend, a hug a homicidal hugging tree into like mainstream like major home like household names. I will say this um, specifically regarding Marvel, and not that they haven't. Because they obviously have had entire films that have completely sidestepped this. But, boy, they have spent so much time through these first 16 films on the Infinity Stones. And they are going (laughs) to... 
I think they did for yes. a little while, but then it's like I mean, if you the if first you, films were just like setting up for the first if, Avengers. If, if, if you really, if you if you go back and watch them, of these sixteen films, at least eleven of them somewhat revolve around an Infinity Stone of some kind. When you bypass that, which they're going to do in a two-hour and twenty-minute film next year, and you're done with that whole storyline, where is the connective tissue? Not saying that you Tony have Stark. Not saying that you... Tony Stank! But you've built all the way up to this, and you're going to have a huge fart, which is Thanos and that whole deal. Well, okay. And and then, and then, and then no, 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 you, no, have, no, no. you have no more connective I, tissue. I think you're on to something, because let's, let's break this down. Uh, the opening of this movie opens up with Can't You Hear Me Knockin', which is a song by the popular rock group, the Rolling Stones. Fuck. So Rolling Stones, if you break that apart, you've got no. Rolling and you've got Stones. Stones. I really wish you wouldn't. Stones is technically, maybe that's a reference to Infinity Stone. This is playing <laughs> over the scene <laughs> in which the he's, company he's, is he's on getting his, the he's back on his alien, uh, alien artifacts. He's back so on that would bullshit. stand a reason that not only is Mick Jagger part of the... Marvel Cinematic Universe, but maybe he is the last person that they have to fight. So, Brian, do you have anything else? Yeah, one more thing. <laughs> and I've, 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 I really what? think that you have uh, touched on a really important nerve here, which is like Thank not you, only Brian. Are, uh, Thank you. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'm t- actually, I'm directing this towards uh, to Alex, uh, which is you, you've made this uh, uh, a, a concern for quite some time, which is like. Uh, Thanos, like I mean, this is this is it. What, and, and I keep on thinking about it, like, what is it that is going to? So there's going to be a penultimate climactic battle, right? Whatever this may, may be. Yeah. How is the aesthetically the optics of that going to be anything that is going to be that's going to surpass something that you would see in any Transformers movie? Well, right? how, I mean, how, like, how is... I mean, like, and, and how are you going to possibly emotionally attach and care to that? And I think that's going to be the biggest. It, to use your word, fart is uh, it's like people are like some motherfuckers uh, I mean, gotta die. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right? one of these motherfuckers gotta die. It's gonna be like it's gonna be vision. It's gonna be like uh, when when um, when it's not Smalls. What's his name? The kid with the glasses. Squints. From... Squints. Yeah. When Squints finally gets up the nerve to talk to to Mandy Peppercorn, turns out that she's... Wendy? Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. I'm really sorry. <laughs> and it turns out that she's she's just a, actually a, a girl. Um, she's just a girl. Is this yeah. a deleted scene? No. <laughs> Anyways. I'm just a guy talking to a girl in front of a store. Of a store. <laughs> but, like, we've spent so much time building up to Thanos, and it's just going to be another villain. Like, hey, like what is he going to bring to the table? Like, he's going to be stronger? He's going to be psychic? Hey, how about that amazing I mean, deleted scene from uh, Avengers Age of Ultra I'm when he's like... I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. 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 Which, Toussaint famously referenced that as a... Uh, what was it? A, a uh, limp dry... Um, dryer? Dryer? Uh, dry sheet? Dry yeah. Sheet? I don't know how he came up with that, why but it you, was pretty amazing. Why do you keep on resurrecting like a like There's a, no way a, you can't a, resurrect the greatest that. hits reel of my my Failures. brain my brain have, farts. Because you have those like you have the most quotable yeah. things. You should take it as a point of pride, buddy. I don't. Thanks. <laughs> I want to get my what opinion was, about this movie. What was the You just gave it. 
I don't think so. And I only saw it once. What was the uh, what was the reason why they're like, you know, we just can't do this Garfield's thing anymore? Like, what, 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 what well, reason? I mean, he didn't was really just... hate Mondays. Where, <laughs> where, where does Garfield fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, no, like Andrew Garfield, like in the second one, like why did <laughs> they? Yeah, why did they? Why did they say like we just got to stop this? You know, like what was? Because I, I, I remember Tucson just got my joke like ten seconds later. Which that was, that was par you, for the course. That was universally panned. That film. I saw it once, and I I thought I didn't Bill really Murray think was pretty it. good. Are we still talking about Garfield? <laughs> Sorry, this guy. This guy's here defending the Mike Myers Cat in the Hat film, probably. That was shot by Emmanuel Lubezki. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Are you being serious? Right I'm now? being dead serious. <laughs> Why? Why would he Why? do that? Why? Why would he do that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's always, I don't, it's I don't, amazing so that way I can make that joke when somebody brings up the cat in the hat. Uh, but that's there, why you see these terrible <laughs> Yes. There's a, this is like literally what I get off to. Oh, God. Damn it. Okay, anyway, continue, Brian. I, I, mean, I was <laughs> trying what I was saying. The, uh, I, I remember like thinking about this like prior, I want to say just before the, the last Andrew Garfield movie came out, that like they had some big plans at Sony. They're like, oh. We're gonna make a Sinister Six uh, movie. We're gonna. I mean, they had this whole thing, and then what was so interesting? The movie came out, and then all of a sudden, it was like a mandala. They just because hey, got man. rid of everything. You know what? Because it didn't I mean, fit it just... in a post Marvel world. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. You know. It's you know a... what? They also had some big plans for the Fantastic Four reboot. That didn't tracks. That could. He doesn't have a career anymore. Good. Thanks, Debbie Downer. No, I mean I'm I'm not. Even. But just realistically, he's he's done. I mean, he was he was attached to Rogue One. Yeah. What's uh, what's Can going on over here? Um, what what we got going here? And then he uh he got fired <laughs> because he said some really fucked up shit. This, uh, what? I just what I, Nicholas? I find this look uh slightly hostile, maybe vaguely <laughs> racist. Maybe anyway. he can go make a uh, a Lego movie now. All right. I'm going to give my opinion. I'm just out of curiosity. I I want to see if he actually has in IMDb any upcoming projects. That's interesting. Go do that. Over under. Um, Yes. I mean, over under. He's got to have something. He's got to eat. We all need another uh, Book of Henry. (laughs) Did he really direct that? No, that was Colin Trevorrow. But I'm lumping him in the same category as as indie directors that were given a huge franchise and fucking failed. Is he... is, Is... Disney going to wait to see what the next Jurassic World film looks like to decide if he's going to get fired from the third Star Wars uh, no, film? No, I think they're committed at this point. To, I mean, anything can happen, obviously, with, uh, but he's way more of a yes man, I think, than uh, okay. really Lord and Miller. Pre- hmm. so. Yeah, that's... Uh... So anyway, while well, they're having their own side yeah. conversation, Nick, why don't you go ahead? All right. Uh, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Episode. What'd you yeah. think? Um, I was not a fan. Whoa, bro. What's uh, up? Well, so here's what I'll say. What? I think Fucking casting. AC Slater over here. Yeah. I think casting was actually pretty decent. I nice. don't know that I, I took any. Was it mad decent? Um, hold on one second. Hey, Tucson, are you okay, man? I'm doing great. You all right? Yeah. You're worrying me a little bit. That's well, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I wasn't. 
No, I wasn't looking forward to this movie, but I wasn't dreading it either. I th- I've, I've liked the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Okay. I certainly don't mind the character. So, uh, and I actually didn't mind Tom Holland's appearance in uh, Civil War. So I was like, you know, there's a chance that maybe I'll, I'll like this. I mean, I gave Ant-Man two and a half out of five stars, which is kind of good for me. But to preface this, yes, um, Nick... You also really, really don't fuck with superheroes in general. That is true. He does not fuck with superheroes. That is true. Nope. Everyone has to say that on every episode. That's right. Y'all need to remember, okay? You don't fuck with superheroes. I don't. And, okay, I'll, okay I don't know why, but I really actually like the first ten minutes of this movie. I thought the, uh, the video diaries of... Uh, of Peter were actually pretty funny. It was surprising. That was a good use of his uh, jubilant enthusiasm um, with the backdrop of, you know, real world problems and whatnot. Speaking of everyone's getting all obsessed about the Gwyneth Paltrow thing, but this is Jon Favreau's first appearance as Happy Hogan since Iron Man 3 as well. Maybe his biggest appearance? I mean, like, he was actually kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, And I didn't mind him in this movie. Um, Here's what I got to say. I think above all, like I won't criticize. Well, I mean, I will, but I won't yet criticize like the little decisions or the little moments or individual ingredients. I think above all, this was a poorly made film. I do not think that this movie, <laughs> that the people who made this movie, I think it stands the reason that there were five screenwriters, mm-hmm. uh, or at least about that. Um, I thought the soundtrack was pretty bad because, like. Even when there was a track that I love, like The Underdog by Spoon, I'm like, oh, we're just using the instrumentals to get him to walk across the football field. Like, mm. you know, like it, it just felt like a cheap jukebox method. Mm. Um, and then even uh, Blitzstreet Bop, I'm like, oh, so they chose like the most, uh, you know, just New like, Yorkish, I- New Yorkish, but yeah, just iconic yeah, melody yeah, yeah. to like leave you feeling on a high. Like it's just never the, that part. And so I'm like, you know, leave it to James Gunn at least. Um, mm-hmm. um, overall, I just thought the movie, as it went on, every trope it indulged in just got repetitive. I mean, I get it. Aunt May's hot. Um, mm-hmm. I get it. Uh, Peter Parker is dorky, and 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 these are all things that are certainly not unprecedented in in the no. franchise itself. But it definitely never felt like it ever had a reason to reboot, even in a post Andrew Garfield world. And I'm not saying these are worse than those movies, but I am saying that um, the connective tissue to Marvel in no way made up for the fact that if you remove that, I feel like this would be a completely inconsequential film. I, I just there overall... There are some questions that need to be answered, particularly in the I case... I disagree. In the case of, of Aunt May and the whole situation. What? Like, Really? She, I mean, the whole the whole joke about yeah, Aunt... Yeah, like, what's her deal? No. She's just hanging around with this Peter kid. No, no. What I'm asking is that the whole joke about Aunt May <laughs> is that she's young... And that she's single, right? And Me? she's yeah. Marissa Tomei is young. She's younger than any other iteration of of Aunt May. So that you're saying point. this franchise is cognizant of past Aunt Mays, like there have been uh, previous Aunt Mays yes. that existed, but apparently Peter's killing them and harvesting their organs and replacing them along the way until he finds the perfect Aunt with May. the 52 year old who yeah. happens to be good looking, but. You know, Toussaint wants to have his older people Excuse ugly me. as they usually get typecast as. Excuse so that's good. What is this, Boston Legal? Excuse me. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Nick. Yeah, what's yeah. up? You okay? I'm never been better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about you, man. Why are you worried about me, man? 
because you keep on doing this thing where you like turn every single like thing that I talk about into a fucking horror film, and it's kind of freaking me out. Let me just say one thing, which is that if that's what you think I'm doing, then maybe you need to look with inside yourself and wonder why everything you say sounds like a horror film. Nick, don't fucking gaslight me. Have you seen Get Out? (laughs) Don't fucking do that, okay? All right, so we're going to go back to it, okay? Okay. It's like three, two, one. Okay, so I want to talk about uh, Aunt May a little bit. Um, Hey, do you guys know that she's hot? Yeah, that's the whole joke that's supposed to be about it is like, but I'm trying to like piece together. Also, like Peter Parker speaks Italian. I'm trying to. Never mind. Sorry. Never mind. That, that's a real thing. Yeah, that's. I, I'm just trying to piece together. Okay, so the whole chronology is that that Peter was was orphaned and he was taken to like his aunt May and his uncle Ben. Uncle Ben died. I'm or just, did he? Don't do that. Don't we do never why? see him die on screen. Yeah, that's that's There's not even a mention. That is an interesting, mm. an interesting dimension. Uncle what? Ben is Michael Keaton. No, so don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I thought I sensed the father son struggle. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. What if Michael Keaton is actually the one? I don't want. Oh boy, now in this, I'm just, I'm just gonna recuse myself from that. Okay, okay. So moving on. I thought this if was... you if you would have followed that why with why so serious he would probably would have slapped you Ooh. I think <laughs> no, I wouldn't. yeah but no he wouldn't he would have just started eating again and everyone would be able to hear him it would be good um <laughs> really quickly wrapping up uh my my I guess negative thoughts um this movie just never felt more than the the quips that it thought were. Uh, the film Saving Grace. I, I think this movie is funny at times. I'm not saying like every joke I hated or anything like that, but I thought this movie was so much trying to be a comedy that it thought that that was the only thing it had to offer. And like an uh, awkward teenager, you, someone need to sit down with it and tell it that you just got to be yourself and stop trying to make people like you, and then maybe you'll actually have worth. Don't fucking look at me when you say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was just like a Freudian uh, stare. Uh, anyway. Fucking uh, dick. <laughs> he was also sitting in his lap while he told him that. That's that weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Fear um, of the mind. But, mm. yeah, none of the action scenes were really that good. Um, I thought the Michael Keaton character of uh, whatever his Vulture? Non- well, I was going to say, whatever his non-Vulture name is. Uh, White man? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually Michael thought, Keaton, that's his name. I actually thought that there was a lot of potential there. But here's the thing. Two things. One, the reveal that he is uh, Michelle's father is not bad, but making it a reveal dramatically undercuts how much pathos we could have mined from actually following mm. the dual narratives of him providing for his family. Mm. Like he keeps saying over and over and over, but like, we're like, we do you even have a fucking family? <laughs> and mm. then I guess, okay, you find out. Yeah, he does. And it's that, but if we were to have like seen the two men in uh, Michelle's life strive to provide for her or whatever, I thought that would have been kind of interesting and, and, and less um, uh, just, yeah, better than just the cheap, not because it was, um, not earned. Certainly it made sense once it was revealed. Like, oh, that's why they weren't showing his family. Whatever. The other thing is that they really had something with his character if they would have. And there are like a few brief mentions and allusions. But if they... I think this could have been one of the all-time great movies uh, in, in, in Marvel's over. Oh, wow. Um, if they would have pushed home 
how close he is to Tony Tony Stark and his ideology um, when it comes to this kind of self-made entrepreneur of capitalism and whatnot. Like, if they would have pushed the differences between these two men that are kind of antagonizing Peter Parker, I think it could have been fantastic, but because the movie almost doesn't realize that it's got that in his tool bag, um, it's actually kind of... Limp had the dryer sheet. Am I right, buddy? <laughs> it's actually really amazing Down that you milk. bring that up, Nick. Okay. Not because Good I necessarily say. had even thought about that, but I will take that as a jumping off point to go into my initial thoughts, yeah. which will be centered around just because of my personal thing that I like about the MCU and superhero films is... It's not a secret that I really do like Ant-Man, and I think... Or Ant-Man. Iron Man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Ant-Man's fine. (laughs) Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man's, other than Batman, my favorite superhero. I've loved everything that Robert Downey Jr. has done with the character for the most part, save for a couple moments in Civil War. Really? Uh, Civil War? Not Iron Man 2? Well, I mean, in terms of... Anyways. Anyway. We don't need to get into it. Um, I... It, now that you even say that, even more so, it would have made more sense uh, if he and Michael Keaton would have had a some sort of a duel at some point. Yeah. Um, but instead, we get absolutely nothing with Iron Man, even though they have that awesome scene at the end of the trailer where he's flying and Spider-Man swinging towards the screen, and yet there's nothing really with Iron Man at all in this film. Like... Michael Keaton's character is a good villain, but not for Peter Parker. Like, uh, he's just somebody's dad. <laughs> and because that's what the movie hangs the emotional catharsis over, I think, um, the film loses a lot. Like, if, if Peter Parker had to... Because uh, think about, um, for example, Spider-Man 2, Doc Doc. Uh, that was somebody who was close to Peter. That was somebody who he didn't realize that, you know, authoritative figures in his life may... Uh, you know, choose the wrong path or so, you know, so for him to have to actually own up to, that's an actual Spider-Man lesson of life. Here, he just basically has to fight him to make sure that he doesn't actually die and then save him the moment he's unconscious. I kind of would have liked it if he just ripped his head off. I wish Vulture did die in that explosion, just because it would circle back to that whole line that Tony said to him where just like you know what if somebody died then it would be on your head and would actually force him to grow through those mistakes yeah getting back to initially what i was mentioning just about iron man and about tony stark if he and vulture had had a a duel at the end and even a kiss thank you uh And we see the struggles that Spider-Man has fighting this, honestly, in in the world of Marvel. It's even mentioned one time by Tony Stark, uh, this inferior villain who is not up to the Avengers level. Um, if Iron Man came in after Spider-Man's struggle in their final duel and just completely just erased Vulture from being a threat... I feel like it would have had a lot of thematic relevance for the growth that Spider-Man and his character, and in his own movie, uh, had to attain. I, I don't know. It just... It no, just... Like what if Spider-Man had to witness... An, no, no, no. An adult like Tony Stark 
killing this villain that he kept saying he was so adamant needed to be stopped. And then he'd have to realize that, A, he's part of that chain of events that led to that happening, and yet, B, maybe that's not the kind of hero he wants to be. I I think that the Avengers are a bunch of a-holes. Because if they know that there is a... There's a dangerous meta criminal, whatever the fuck you want to put it. That's why he called the FBI. Come on. Okay, so there's a dangerous criminal here that is stealing uh, Chitauri like power cells and other sorts of weaponry like that, repurposing them, selling them as an arms dealer to multiple street thugs, distributing that shit. I think that that counts as for some for somebody who is actually like co-opting the the weaponry of an invasion force along with Ultron and his stuff. I think that elevates him from being just a common street thug to being somewhere at least in the lower tier of an existential threat, Wait similar to the ones that they're actually Wait like doing a that. We're going to need to back up here just for a second. Yeah, okay. You had S.H.I.E.L.D. completely fighting itself in the second Captain America film with yeah, okay. all those enormous ships colliding into each other. Yeah, okay. And none of the other Avengers showed up. Yet yeah, that's should... why I think they're a bunch of fucking a-holes. <laughs> yeah, they should be they're here. Busy. <laughs> they're busy. What the fuck are they doing? They're training? What are they doing? Um, the fuck are they, they fighting right lives, now? man. What the fuck are they fighting right now? Well, anyways, okay, so to your point, right, are you saying like, wow, you just, I mean, how many times do we get referenced like, we're moving all this really cool gear up to northern New York and oh, upstate wait. New York. And I, know, I know where so, they are right now. They're laying low because of the Sokovia Accords, and that's why... <laughs> That's why they're See, not allowed to do shit. Question. So wait, wait. So sorry, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known that answer if I hadn't seen the other sixteen fucking like Marvel so films. So low out right that now. they can uh, hold press conferences. The newest yes. member of the Avengers. What about those other Avengers? They're in jail. Oh, wait, can I? Can we talk about that scene really quick? The ending scene. Or? I was going to make a comment oh, yeah, about Vision, comment. Vision walking in on Scarlet Witch in the shower or something like that, but that's fine. Yeah, let's get past that. Okay. Um, the press <laughs> conference. So. Okay, so that that scene was like a test, but not a test, because he was actually going to let Peter... It wasn't a test. They just played it off as that. Okay, right, okay. I just wanted it was, to make sure... Was, it, they need to get Gwyneth Paltrow in the right. film. Oh, of course. She's back. And what was her course. announcement? They She just said... They've oh, been I... holding on to this for since 2008. No, but she said, I have a better announcement, but then we don't know what the announcement The better is. announcement is that they're getting fucking married. That's why he has a ring. No, but... No, they, they do that. the ring, and then she goes, no, I have a better announcement. I oh. need an announcement. You'll have, to, no. you'll have to see the next film to find out. I'm right, though, right? Like, she says she has a yeah, better announcement. Like that. And that's why I was like, wait, what is the better announcement of marriage? They're getting married. It, it, um, it, sorry, it's, it's poor writing. They didn't have an answer. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what the real response is. Anyways. Okay. Anyway. Uh, for the most part, I didn't really care for this film. I thought it was fine. As a superhero film, I thought there was okay action sequences. I didn't think any of them were that great. Um, I thought the casting was fine. Uh, I'll say this. uh, Compared to the other people who were mentioned as potentially being this Spider-Man, I think Tom Holland was the best option by a mile. Like, if Asa Butterfield was Spider-Man, that would be be no good. Uh, sorry, as Peter Parker, not Miles Morales. I'm not being pedantic about that. I'm just the idea of Asa Butterfield being Peter Bad. Parker slash Spider Man just does not fuck with me. I just don't like Shouldn't it. Shouldn't fuck with anybody. We gotta get the Asa Butts, man. That's that's what our fans call <laughs> the one of you. Yeah, good. Yep. Let's just not acknowledge it. Okay, um, go on. Just they're just 
was nothing here for me to latch on to as a superhero fan who doesn't really care for Spider-Man that much. Like I, I would need this to be like, I would need it to be Spider-Man too, because I do think that's genuinely a really, really strong superhero film. I wish we could just watch and review that. Okay. Anyway, I'm a Spider-Man three kind of guy. Why? 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 (laughs) Why are you like this? Because he lives for this why, shit. Why do you? It's, it's the come why up and making him watch superhero movies. This are. is how he trolls out. Yeah, I like to think. I very much don't like when God this. made me. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't. And I thank him for that I don't every like, day. I don't like. And I want to like mention again that him. You like yes, mm-hmm. he's white. <sighs> I don't want to talk. Male. Oh. Male. I like to think that when he made me, he gave me a little dash of something special that nobody else has. Okay, Alex, what uh, what what do you want to talk about for uh, Thanks, God. the ending? Overall, we've hit on a lot of the things that I already was going to mention because that's how these episodes usually go. Yeah, I just I just didn't. I rank, I rank these films, which is really nerdy, but mm. um, of the 16, this is number 15 on my list. That's even... Wow. Whoa, what's number 16? That's even... Iron Man 2. Wow. Yeah, so you like The it. Incredible Hulk. Yep. Oh, More yeah. The, oh, yeah. I haven't seen that sure. in forever, but... What, Iron your, Man 2 sucks. Hmm? What, what is your... Uh, when does the embrace of the MCU occur for you? Like, what's number... Like, I mean, chrono- from a chronological standpoint, it begins with Iron Man? Well, Iron or, Man's number one. Okay, no, I mean, okay. not in your ranking. But like, no, it, it is like, his, when it all his ranking. Like, that's one of his all. So when because so yeah. Thor, the first Thor, is better than this movie. Yeah, sure. Thor: The Dark World is better than this movie. Thor: The ta- The Dark World is high on my list. Oh my god, why do I you like, like this? I agree. Thor: The Dark World is a really good superhero Where's fun film. Yeah. Howard the Duck. Can you stop? Anyways, um, they put Howard the Duck in the MCU. Yeah. So if you want me to talk about the MCU, <laughs> I'm not going to ignore. Threat. Anyways, what was the his injustices. Fra- and, what was his phrase in, in Guardians of the Galaxy? Once you go duck, you're no wait. Once wait, once you go duck, you've got one hot fuck. I don't. So Something since like we're that. since we're already here, and since we're talking about it, and since I kind of wanted to just bring it up because whatever of my rankings, my top five MCU films. Yep, hit me. Are Thor: The Dark World is number five. Well, then Iron Man three. Well, Captain America: The First Avenger. Well, the first Avengers film, whoa. and then the first Iron Man. Whoa! So, yep. So for me, it goes um, number five, probably Guardians two. Uh huh. Okay, number four, Howard the Duck. That's oh, number one. You're jumping ahead, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four. No, actually, you know what? Maybe number five. I don't know. Howard the Duck is number one, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much. That's all yeah. you need right there. That's the punchline of this joke. Yep. It's not a punchline. Watch the, the fucking movie, man. Okay. Tim Robbins. Oscar <sighs> Ripley. Tim Robbins. Leah Anyways. Thompson. You can't tell me that another actress could have convincingly played a female who's got her own agency in this movie and yet convincingly sells the audience on the fact that she might want to fuck a duck if she's in the right mood. Show me Daniel Day-Lewis who can do that. You can't because he retired before he could even achieve anything of that caliber. <laughs> Love this guy. 
I don't have much else to say. I'm just say. kidding. But seriously, Daniel Day-Lewis is kind of a quack. Ah, uh, I don't have much else to say for opening <laughs> remarks, even though we're probably pretty close to final <laughs> ratings here. Yeah, we uh, have to say about, about final not, remarks. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think this film offered really anything that I would consider to be of note four years down the road going back and watching it. There's no scene, scenes plot points, twists, um, intrigue, cool villains, anything that I would think, oh yeah, that's right, that was in the first Spider-Man of five. Um, it's just not, there's just not much here. And again, I think part of it, at least for me, has to come back to Marvel getting a hold of this property and saying, we're going to beat this fucker into the ground and we're going to get one of these films out in a year and a half. And they did it. So I, I just, I, I thought it would be interesting to know, like, I mean, where does, what's driving the cart? Is that Sony or is that Disney at this point? Right. It's like, what's the royalty breakout of who would be pushing that to get the monetization um, off of that property. The I lunatics mean, are running the asylum. I hope that's <laughs> your answer. I mean... Nobody it, knows who's control anymore. It's 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 just trying to strike while the iron's hot while not knowing <laughs> what the temperature is. Because iron. iron Man is, is in here, sort of. Because Iron, I said it in the microphone this time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, there's just nothing special here for me, and it was moments that were okay and moments that were not great, and I just can't really care about this film. So, yeah, it was fine at points, but I, I – here's the problem. I felt like this was really on par with the Ant-Man film. However, I thought Spider-Man and Ant-Man were two of the best parts of Captain America's Civil War. Specifically because they were small parts that were basically used as comedic punchlines throughout I have a, question. a single scene of that film. I have a question, and I haven't even thought to ask this until now. Oh, no. Who the fuck directed this? Some guy. Who is some guy? <laughs> well, it wasn't Kenneth Branagh, so that's exciting. Because... <laughs> I feel like that's usually a, a, a point that we usually preface this with. This guy's name is John Watts. Uh, he directed the film Cop Car with Kevin Bacon oh, wow. in 2015. Because you know when you direct one indie film, yeah, that gets given the tentpole right after that. Yeah, yep. uh, and that's really the only thing he's done that anyone would recognize. This is very weird. Mm-hmm. This is a very fucking weird situation. <laughs> Did anybody find out if that director has another work coming up, by the way? Uh, Trank? Yeah. Fonzo. Fonzo. It's about Al Capone. And Some it's oh, very good. early, 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 early uh, pre-production. Like, I don't, I, I I don't think, think there's anyone attached I think, to it. I like, think, it might not get made. I yes. think this might be a, a project that in, he just put in, out his, there. in his garage. Yeah. Um, where, where he's putting it together with uh, some action figures and an 8mm camera. Because nobody will let him around anything. Resembling a red camera anymore. I gotta say, the original casting for Peter and Aunt May just does not <laughs> fit the bill. It's it's just weird. I'm glad. 
I got to say, I'm glad that they went with Tom Holland and Marissa Tomei. And for our listeners at home, I am currently holding up a picture of Howard the Duck and Leah Thompson. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, that's Howard the Duck and David Bowie, but it's fine. Ah. <laughs> that's all I have to contribute. So, does anybody want to talk more about this film, or should we really just go to no. Final Thoughts? which film? Sp- Sp- oh, Spider-Man. So, who wants to give their... Waiting for you want to go first, you son? Yep. Hooray. Um I came in here with a three out of five and then I came out of it. Um seems to be a recurring trend, goes down a little bit, just after talking it out a little bit more. I think I'm gonna give this a solid uh two and a half uh out of five. I really I really need you to stop. Um It's that face. Um, it's that that, that how can power you say the duck no to I need that. you just <laughs> um I give, I give this a two and a half out of five. You can't stop the beak. And yeah, I think that there are some legitimate gripes with this film. I I I enjoyed it for what it is. Um, I think that it's a fun take on Spider-Man. Uh, it's something that I haven't seen um, in the Andrew Garfield incarnation. It's something I haven't seen in the the Tobey Maguire incarnation. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with these characters in a bit. Um, a couple of years, and um, yeah. For for those of you who don't, know, I need you to get the fuck off my hand, dude. <laughs> for those of you who can't see, Nick is actually giving Tucson a hand job right now. So this is amazing. It's hand to hand. Okay, <laughs> to be clear. Let's, let's not get explicit. I just assume this is what you wanted me to do, since your hands all the way over here. Can you please just give a rating for this film? Yeah, <laughs> I give it. One and a half Baba Dukes <laughs> out of five. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Okay. That's only a half star more than I gave Howard the Duck. <laughs> okay, Alex. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's two and a half out You're of five so for smooth. me. You moisturize. Brian? I'm going to go a little higher. I'll go oh, okay. three. Okay. Maybe three and a half. Only I, mean, I admire your conviction, sir. Only because you know, like I mean, I'm also aware of like you know, I mean, it, there's there's level guys got to be level of like uh, intellectual code switching. Like you guys will watch Moonlight or L, and then you have to come back and watch Homecoming, right? So I mean, how yeah. what what kind of curve? Hey. Can, I mean, I mean, it's it's always I the same more thing. More time right? on this podcast talking about Howard the Duck, so I'm not judging anybody. Yeah. You, at some point, and maybe uh, in post, true. I'm judging everybody. Like ding but... ding! Every time he mentions Howard the Duck in, uh, in this, this episode, the um, um, so I, I mean, I, you know, I, the code switching is like you know the different masks that we wear when we watch this movie, right? So it's like one, I'm kind of a man, and I'm watching yeah, a movie are. about Spider Man, right? So it's like, so I have to kind right, of look at it through Spider that lens. Woman, right? And then there's the other part. Which is like, point? There's I, still, there's I would still watch a, a Spider Gwen movie. Starring uh, the girl who played Marjorie Tyrell in uh, Game um, of Thrones. Natalie yeah. Dormer? Yeah. Yeah. I think that she would actually, honestly, it's not even the whole Natalie Dormer thing. I think that she would actually be a really good fit for a, a Gwen Stacy in an alternate universe playing as a spider woman. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. And I'd like to see her costume actually real So that's, the, that's real the second life. part, which is like, then there's the fan in, in us, you know, that has to do it. So it's like, so who gets to get final call on a movie like Spider? 
Spider-Man, right? So, so um, ultimately, like, I think that's probably why I wouldn't take it too seriously. But there are some, like, going back to Alex's point, you know, there are what are the real memorable, f- just, just photography in in yeah. this movie, and and, and and you know, and there were there's some decent action sequences, but you know, I I think that um, ultimately, like, we are now what stage of the machine of Marvel are are we at right now? And, Welcome, I mean, I my son. <laughs> Welcome to the machine. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Three and a half. Yeah. Give okay. Back, give me back your hand. Nope. Bye. Bye, bitch. Anyway. Okay. Well, um, I guess. Can that's... we do this episode over? <laughs> <laughs> We've already done that once oh, when yeah. we fucked up. That the was recording. the worst thing. Let's yeah. never uh, which do episode that again. Was that? Oh, that was Mad Max Fury Road. One of our first. Ah. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We did the whole episode. It actually wasn't bad. And we did it right no. after the right after the film. Um, and the recording got screwed up, and so we—I mean, we obviously didn't do it word for word, but then we recorded the episode again, and it was so weird. Just no. If no, it I'm ever happens again, I'm gonna go find it and listen to it. You, and you call it. That. If it ever happens again, we call it a loss because yeah. that is the worst feeling ever when, when you're trying to like Recreate. redo it, mm-hmm. but not redo it. Yeah, it was anyway. really. It was. Would not there great. be more or less Howard the Duck references in the in the second time? I, was I mean, doing this? probably more. <laughs> Actually, there's would, always room for improvement. No, here's what would happen, and this is this has happened multiple times when we fucked something up and had to like have a do over, but not in a full episode. Um, <laughs> but there would be a weird Howard the Duck reference, and we'd all be giggling like schoolgirls, but the audience <laughs> would have no fucking idea what's going on. Probably. So yeah. So, and they still probably don't, so that's all good. Well, they should. Go watch it. It's the first Marvel movie, and <laughs> may I say the greatest. Anyways, if you have any thoughts out there on Spider-Man Homecoming, or the Howard the Duck. MCU, or, of course, Howard the Duck, feel free to send them along to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com. Coming up on our next episode, which is episode 120, getting back up there. Hey. Um we're going to talk about the finale of the Planet of the Apes modern trilogy, uh, which is War of the Planet of the Apes, starring Andy Serkis, obviously, and also Woody Harrelson. Uh, this is a very interesting... What do you call a movie in fuck. which Andy Serkis plays three characters? A three-ring circus. No. Anyway, he's a hor- he's a horrible person. Continue, Alex. Andy Circus? He's a really good actor, dude. Yeah. Continue, Alex. He's a really good actor. <laughs> he wears why else do you, his- Why else do you have me on this podcast if not to make horrible Andy Circus related puns? <laughs> don't understand. I don't even know what the full episode is going to be like. I don't I know, know that the episode can top what I just said. This is only the second. Andy Circus film that we've done. Oh man! Science. What the Prestige? No, no, no. no what do we do? Uh, that would be Avengers: Age of Ultron, sir. Oh yeah, the <laughs> the shining star in his career. Hey man, he's gonna play the villain in that uh, that Black, Black Panther, Panther film. Yeah. So there you yeah. go. Anywho, uh, Circus. <laughs> this is a uh, a interesting finale in a in a trilogy that it seems as though has gotten more and more momentum as it's gone forward as as the esteem has been pretty high for the previous two entries and now the 
early buzz for this third film is is pretty strong as well. Uh, and we'll find out what the three of us think about it on our next episode coming up next week. So you can always catch any of our episodes on our website, filmtankshow.com. We're also on iTunes or Stitcher. And very infrequently these days, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Film We're there. Tank Show. You just got to look. It's, yeah, it's, you got to look at our old posts. It's great. Thank you, as always, to Brian Turnbaugh. Hopefully we'll get to catch you one more time before you got to go yeah, back to hopefully. school. Yeah. Find a, find a fun old film to talk about in, uh, in August. Maybe we can do a uh, another try at Good Luck, Miss Wyckoff. That'll be good. I do, we, you do got to watch that. Yeah, uh, I did. Nah, I should have told you to. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't Sh- think about that until just now. So next time you're coming over, okay. message me and remind I will. me. I will, for sure. You should watch that. Yes. Boom. But definitely mm. not with my son in the room. Please. No. Okay, so no. I, just, I no. mean, at least not the last. Brian, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the first or the. Minute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? I mean, come on. Like a white 10-year-old in America hasn't heard the N-word before. I don't know. It's pretty pretty there for you with the graffiti on the ground. Yeah. Graffiti is chalk. Okay. American graffiti. That's right. That's American graffiti. Oh. <laughs> Look who just so got any- out of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be talking about that film next week. War yeah. of the Planet of the Apes. War of yes. Planet of the Apes, not American Graffiti. Or Good Luck, Miss Wyckoff. Yeah. But hopefully we will catch up with Brian again here uh, yes. next. Before, uh, before I go back in the cave. Yeah, <laughs> next month or so. <laughs> so, <laughs> from Tucson, Egan. Do you let your students hear you laugh like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tucson, Egan. To fucking home improvement here? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway. that was really horrible. Susan no Egan, Nick Cheney, myself, Alex Diekman, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Film Tank. We'll I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say this is Tucson's favorite episode. <laughs> oh. I'd say like, we started maybe... with 9/11. Yeah, <laughs> we segued into Howard the Duck, and then I made a hilarious Andy Circus pun. Like this I is mean, like greatest say hits say shit. There was even and at one point, the whole me and Tucson held yeah. hands, and I criticized the length of his fingernails. I mean, you don't. Really there was also a good luck Miss Wyckoff reference too. I mean, true. Now we didn't have any junior references here. No, but that's no. okay. We just we, did. We just slipped it in right there. Uh, hey, <laughs> and Tucson also ate for half the episode, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was our. Were you hangry? It's like hungry and hangry. This is Film Tech. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye.